I don't get it. Get a mouthful <laughs> of the Pop Culture Get Off My Lawn cast, featuring the open-minded gorgings of two mid-40s curmudgeons, staring at the prospect of entertainment irrelevance and a distended stomach somehow. <laughs> I'm your co-host, Bill Scurry of American Caesar Enterprises, which, by the way, Noah, this week is a Rhode Island factory which makes those pink flesh-colored training dummies, which people practice martial arts like Krav Maga and karate on. Fascinating. Yes, the torsos. You know, they were saying the torso that's like on a, on a metal rack. Yes. Yeah, no, I know what you're talking about, the little, like, blank face and no arms. Yes, that's the one. Yeah, he yeah. can't... He can't really put up a fight, that guy. No, that's true. And it's like we had a lot yeah. of models with the arms for a long time, but it's just they didn't want the ones without the arms. Uh, right. And actually, it was a coincidence. The model that we used had no arms. Uh, we used – we actually – originally, we were just uh, taking the Venus de Milo, getting it on loan from the Louvre, <laughs> people and were, just renting it to people, renting it to karate studios. People were bashing the shit out of a marble class. Right. And, and after a while – Right, we would have to bring it back to Paris like every two weeks, and they said, "You know what? It's sustaining a little damage. Can you can you stop?" And we said, "You know what might be more practical is if we made a rubber thing." Right, uh, we don't have to bring back to Paris. First, it was Venus de Milo, and then people were slamming the shit out of Wing Victory of Samothrace, and they Wing said, Victory. "No, it's no good. It's not working. Yeah. We need to, we need to come and up with some middle ground here." And then when we asked the Louvre, "Look, can we borrow the Mona Lisa just to bash people over the head with that?" That's where <laughs> that's where they drew the line. The last time I went to Paris. I guess I went to the Louvre the last time I went to Paris. I know the time before that when I went to Paris, 2005, I went to the Louvre. And man, is it sad just seeing a crowd of people who've probably never been to a museum in their life just gathered around the Mona Lisa, yeah. taking like selfies it's with a, it. It's a waste it's just of time. Like, they Look, don't I, give a shit. It's so stupid. I went to the Louvre once. I went to the Louvre in 20... Uh, 20- I think the Louvre's a great museum. Oh, it's fantastic. But the fact that people look at the Mona Lisa then leave. Well, they insane. check it off. It's, this is the same thing we, I yeah. noticed. Uh, what is it? Anglophone tourists did in France is that they go to the Mona... They go, they go to the Louvre. They run to the Mona Lisa like it's the opening day at Disney. They're all <laughs> underwhelmed by the fact that it's, it's quite literally the size of um, a, a yeah. cameo it's that a your, your grandmother keeps yeah, on her yeah. dresser. Yeah, it's a painting that you've seen a thousand times in books and on TV. Right. And, and it's like, and they have to have crowd control at the Louvre. Meanwhile, you, so you can walk over to Botticelli's Venus, which is floor to ceiling, yeah. insanely yeah. beautiful. And it's like yeah. we stumbled upon it. And it's like, look I at the treasures that. in this yeah. place. It's insane. Uh, it has, uh, I believe, Whistler's mother is there, right? Uh, that could be. That could be the case. It was. I mean, my most memorable trip to the Louvre when I was seventeen. So that was a long time ago. I remember Whistler's mother. I remember, of course, when I went in 05, I remember the Venus de Milo was set at the end. You could, like, walk straight up to the Venus de Milo along. It was very, it was set sort of at the end of a long hallway. And I really liked that. I remember approaching it slowly, and I had Venus by television, which is an amazing song. I had that running through my head as I did it. Uh, And that was a real, uh, real, real, real magical experience. Did you ever go to... um uh Père Lachaise and see Jim Morrison's grave because it's the same thing people who I have, have no, no interest in people, that. I, I, I really... went to Père Lachaise because I want to go to cemeteries I, I, I love cemeteries in different cities and people yeah, it was well, all a bunch get, of getting ready for the inevitable right? it was all a bunch of 16 year old girls who had no idea who Jim Morrison was surrounding it it was again right. it was just a checklist it was the things you need to do yeah a, a completely divorced from meaning or content they were just checking off a list of, of fanatical things to do and it was really upsetting I, I love how critical and sour we already are on this episode. We haven't even started we, yet. We haven't even mentioned our topic, which and is we nuts. We haven't even introduced you yet. No, you really have, no one, no, no. no one listening knows who I am. Uh, last episode, we ticked off half of our listenership. Uh, <laughs> That's true. Shout out to Aaron Grunfeld. Uh, Aaron Grunfeld, who reminded me he 
he loves to he, he he loves to listen to this when he picks up his rental car. Shout out to Sky, like Sky Wingfield who always shows Sky me Wingfield, shows me a, win, yeah. a, a window of this playing all the time. I really appreciate that. Yeah, yeah. and uh, yeah, and all the usual people we mentioned mm. last week. You know who I am, but in case you don't, my name is Noah Tarno. I am founder and senior quiz master of the Big Quiz Thing. We don't sell karate dummies. We're not based in Rhode Island, uh, but we do present the finest in corporate and private trivia events nation worldwide. Yeah. We're definitely not talking about beating the shit out of the Elgin marbles or something. We have a different no, topic no, in mind. None of that. Not today. Not today. What is our topic, Bill? What are we looking at today? It's a little old, but still, you know, newish, new enough. I would wager that half of our listening audience, uh, which is not a big a group of people to begin with, have probably never heard of this or are only fuzzy on what this is. So we're talking about a phenomenon, a video, visual phenomenon called the mukbang. Uh, or m- mukbang or mukbang? It's spelled bang. Is it? Bong? Well, yeah, no, because it's Korean. Uh, so it's, I believe. Oh well, Mrs. Mis- I don't. Sorry, Mister Mister Korean. I don't know Korean Korean phonics. I know people people call you know people who are hard into it call it mukbang as if it's mukbang. You know. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. I mean, I, this was the suggestion of one of our young fans, Adam Wyland, age seventeen, my nephew. I said they just they went to uh, they were counselors at summer camp for a few weeks this summer, and then they went to a writing program at a university, and I said, what were the people you hung out with this summer into? And they said, have you heard of Mukbang? He said, Ben. And I said, it sounds familiar. And he said, you guys should talk about that. And here we are. we are talking about That's it. working. Yeah. So, yeah, Mukbangs is, is a video genre. And, and the word uh, in Korean translate, I believe, to eating show or eating broadcast or eating cast. Eating broadcast. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's a neologism. It's a complete, you know, it's not some ancient word uh, that existed. It's, it's a neologism in Korea. Uh, whereas the, the video creator consumes food on camera for one of a multifarious array of reasons. Uh, perhaps, perhaps, just go through, maybe it's to demonstrate an exotic food. Uh, perhaps it's to propagate the sounds of eating for ASMR purposes or, or some other relaxing thing. Uh, perhaps it's to engage in performative gluttony. Uh, or maybe even to uh, uh, conclude a meal of their own preparation, a sort of pride, uh, you know, there's your, your, your crescendo, your setup, your, your, your payoff for a large cooking um, uh, demonstration. And, of course, I'm going to say it, uh, perhaps even this is, uh, involves a, a frisson of sexuality and frisson, oh, yeah. maybe even a light, a light description of the sexual content of some of these videos. But, you know, again, you, you'll, your, mileage, your mileage may vary. Uh, and as I said, the term is originally Korean, uh, where the practice, it's crazy, it only began in like 2010. So this it's 11 years old we're talking about here. This is, it, I get it, this is the speed at which things travel. And in 2020, the word was shortlisted for word of the year uh, at a competition organized by Collins Dictionaries. By the way, Noah, fuck Collins Dictionaries. I am only Merriam-Webster, ride or die. That's me. Wait, Collins or Harper Collins? I just said, said Collins. What is Collins? That's what I'm saying. It's like, you know what? Bullshit. I, I, fuck it. It's I'm like, not, I don't want this. Collins? I've never heard of this. You know, when the Oxford the English Dictionary, you call me back when the OED goes on board with this. OED the, or Merriam-Webster? Ride or die, Those motherfucker. Ride or die. So you're, wait, you're, wait, did you say you're only OED or you're only Merriam-Webster? Well, I, either one, but, you know, OED is the... Is the so is ride the or die, two things. Yes. That makes sense. Yeah. Anyway, uh, so famous Collins Dictionary. You might as well like, yeah. According to Tarno Dictionary, the word of the year is <laughs> urban. According to Urban is, Dictionary, uh, yeah. Yes. According to Tarno Dictionary, the word of the year is anti-vaxxers can fucking go fuck themselves. Te- the Teabagging is the word of the year, no? No, not anymore. It's a it's a callback, everybody, to off mic. Okay. 
not that not that yeah. inside jokes. Right. No not more, that you don't no understand no what the joke is, believe me, but yeah. it's not the point. Please. please so please famous mukbangers have become uh, steady influencers and steady earners both, uh, even as the self-broadcast genre has come under fire for promotion of <laughs> unhealthy eating habits, animal cruelty, yeah. and of course, tremendous, tremendous food waste. Oh my God! So I, I know his face is already ashen in our video. Uh, I want to hear what this uh, man thought of this phenomenon. Uh, so some of the big mukbangers that I dove into this week are Nikocado Avocado, big American mukbanger, possibly the saddest character in our long history of I don't get into the pop culture yet off my long cast examining um, social media stars. Honeybee, who's more into the ASMR thing, she only whispers. S. So Young. Who's a young Korean woman? Not that young. She's in her 30s. LA Beast. Eats a lot of cereal. Big up talker. Mommy Tang, who's the vegan mukbanger. Ooh. Uh, Matt Stoney. I saw Matt Stoney. Matt Stoney ate, I watched that video with my mom. He ate five boxes of Fruity Pebbles in seven minutes. Good God, man. Um, Ugh, too much. And the best thing about Matt Stoney's video was he was sponsored by some video game about Vikings. And in the little patter about the video game, he said, by the way, these people make a ton of money. They get these sponsorships. He said, more people are playing this Viking video game than Vikings that ever existed. And I'm like, <laughs> you know what? That's the, I can believe that. And that's the most interesting thing he said in this whole video about eating Pretty Pebbles. Uh, Eric the Electric, who uh, I watched him eat every item on the McDonald's menu. And then Wendy's Eating Show. Wendy is a very large, I believe, Latino woman who... Uh, yeah, not, not not my taste of entertainment. And she's teamed up with Nikocado Avocado a couple of times. So, look, we, we something we say whenever we look at a social media star and something I feel like I've learned in doing this podcast and diving into these people who are like, why is this entertaining? Why are these people famous? It is the simulation of hanging out with your friends and watching them do wacky things. Watching... A couple of these videos with my parents this morning while eating breakfast. I'm visiting my parents now. Uh, and they're like, why do people watch this? Blah, blah, blah. And, I, and I did five boxes of Fruity Pebbles. I said, Dad, don't you feel like if you were hanging out with your friends and wanted to make five boxes of Fruity Pebbles, you would laugh your ass off. You would have a story to tell. He said, yeah, when I was 18. I said, right. The people watching these videos are teenagers. This is entertainment for kids or teenagers. And I think this is the apex of that sort of thing. These people doing these really silly when you get right down to it, bad things. With and some of these people with no, I mean, some they're, of these people are charming. They're, they're, it's outre behavior, you know. That's kind of the yeah, point. Yeah, pretty much. But simple outre, you know. It's just it's, it's not like they're doing complex. Uh, who have we looked at? Mr. Beast, or we never did an episode on Dude Perfect. But these guys are really doing elaborate stunts. That's different. This is not much of a stunt. Anyone can. Try to eat five boxes of Fruity Pebbles. You can go to the store and buy five But not everybody could be good at it, per se, right? Right. And some of these people I actually think are clever and have some flair. Matt Stoney eating the Fruity Pebbles had some flair. Nikocado Avocado was sad, but it's actually pretty funny. Uh, Eric the Electric and Wendy and Mommy Tang were awful. Uh, L.A. Beast was eh, a little okay. He's, he's actually a competitive. He's, he's really bro-y, you know? You just took it. You know what yeah. you get. You've seen His this guy jokes, a million times. Yeah. And he actually is a competitive eater. Now, say what you want, and we'll get into that because it overlaps with this, about what's wrong about competitive eating, but I firmly believe competitive eating is a sport. I see no reason why it's not a sport. You could say it's a terrible sport, but it's training your body to do something the average person can't do. 
so I, you know, yeah, bemoan it only once. I think it qualifies as a spoil. Um, but as my mom pointed out, this is sad. It's sad if you have to, you know, hey guys, I'm just hanging with you, doing something crazy. Like it's a simulation of life, and that's where the internet has brought us in so many ways, many ways that are far more harmful than this. But this is not great. Um, this is this is disgusting. <laughs> stupid most of this is unprofessional but what's the i mean some of them are good eric the electric had some good production values but what's the intersection them, uh, what i want to what i want to know is what's the intersection between the hang and the and the food you know the the, the quantity of food the types of food we all you know what i mean did stupid shit like this you know i dare you eat this you know this that whatever we all did this and this is you know it's a little more planned and again some of the production values even though only if it's quick camera cuts uh, but yeah, disgusting, sad, unprofessional, unhealthful, wasteful, yes, and kind of perverted. Because, uh, you know, when we did ASMR low those many years ago, we said how there's clearly a sexual component. And a lot of ASMR fans say, no, it's not sexual. And I believe some of them don't think that way. But S. So Young, this controversial video of her eating the squids. And these videos are like 50 minutes long. You just see them do it. Eating the squid, uh, honeybee who eats all the pink stuff and all the blue stuff and whispers. Hey, guys, I'm eating pink stuff. But S. So Young, <laughs> even eating these, like, flailing squid parts, which looks like she's torturing the squid, it's, it's, I mean, I feel bad that I got a little turned on. And I guarantee you there are people, she's a very sexy woman. She's got the pigtails going. Her eyes are heavy-lidded. I mean, it's, it's a pose straight out of, like, yeah. You know, uh, I've seen enough porn to know this is something that appeals to people. Hentai, hentai, yeah. Well, but not even hentai. Like, again, like, let's get slightly less perverted. Imagine a blowjob instead of eating squid. But, you know, it, it, it's pretty perverted. And the way she talks, and she's not whispering so much, but talking, you know, the, the stereotype of the innocent Asian woman, kind of the sex thing that a lot of people like, whatever. Um, I mean, let's not get into why that's good or bad or not good or bad or whatever. Um, so I don't know. I mean, some of these videos are, like I say, some of these people are charming or clever. Nick Akato Avocado, I actually think is talented and funny, but man, is he sad. I mean, you look at, he was vegan. You look at videos from five years ago, he was skinny. He was like a professional violinist. And now he's self-loathing. He admits it. He says how these eating habits have made him, you know, given him diarrhea and sexual dysfunction. He makes videos with his husband where they're yelling at each other and shoving food in each other's faces. It's actually pretty funny, but it's got a real hard, impossible to overlook undercurrent of sadness that this man is so, and you read the comments, like he is self-loathing and people know it. So how much are people sympathetic? How much are they laughing at the sad fat guy? Wendy's eating show. She's a large woman. How much are people laughing at her? There's some of the freak show, reality TV, hoarders, my 600-pound life thing going on here. So uh, this is pretty bad. I mean, there's some talent, some production values, so it's better than some of the, you know, better than Ryan's World or David Dobrik and not nearly as damaging as the Reface app, but it's not good. Yeah, it's interesting. I mean, because there's such an inter intersection, uh, the mouth sound thing with ASMR, you know, it, it could be just as simple as popping in a butterscotch candy and having it, you know, the, the, the sound of your tongue working and the sound of it tapping your teeth 
it's that's not a mukbang, but it's like ASMR could uh, proceed to people eating piles and piles of noodles, slurping or slurping soup. Um, you know, and it's like that's where I saw this for the first time. I didn't real. I, the the ASMRists were calling it. Hey guys, I'm going to do a mukbang for you. And I was like, I just thought that it's like, oh, I, don't, I didn't know it was a thing until I saw a number of people. It's like, oh, this is a thing. This is a trend that you guys are incorporating for the, for the ASMR thing. But it's like once I started seeing other people who, you know, they weren't whispering. It was just this uh, gorging, uh, you know, six million followers on Twitter. You know, these videos that have 100,000, more than 100,000 views apiece. Um and it's just them slurping up gigantic piles of, uh, of noodles. Uh, sometimes it's it's for the purpose of blowing themselves out with capacitation, you know, like chili noodles. And it, it's, you know, it's a test. You're watching them gag and gasp and it, tear It's up. almost, you know, I was watching it and my mom compared it to, you know that show Man vs. Food, Adam Richman? Yeah. I mean, but that's a lot more professional. He's traveling the country. He's telling stories from different parts of the country. I mean, this is just a, a, a social media version of that. Yes. Yeah, I guess so. I mean, they're not doing, what is that? Uh, there's that Icelandic pickled shark, you know, that thing. I forget what they call it. Fisk, yes. Lutefisk or something uh, like that. Lutefisk. Lutefisk, yeah. Swedish. Like, yeah, maybe that's Swedish. Yeah. There, there's a couple of different, like if you're really looking to get into it, stuff that it, that the normal person would say, this isn't quite food that we're going to eat. You know, it's out of, the, out of the gamut. Those things exist, but people aren't really mukbanging them. This is more like pizza, cereal, chicken McNuggets. Uh, stuff you can get the the entire menu from the Sonic. entire, the entire menu, menu from McDonald's. Yeah, at McDonald's. Yeah. Uh, Ten thousand calories of Dunkin' Donuts in one go. Things like that. Yeah, and I, the, yeah. The, this one dude, the backwards ball cap wearing L.A. Beast, who I think arguably his real his moment was about five or six years ago. Even though I think he still has a channel, his whole thing was that he would go buy. Um, expired food like Ninja, yes. ninja Turtle yeah. ju- juice and yeah, high C from the. He from went the, on eBay and bought cereal from the early nineties. Yeah, and his yes. thing was that he would eat this stuff, and then frequently, Ugh. because the chemical composition had turned in the last thirty years, he would wind up, and he would keep the camera running as he would be gagging off to the side on his hands and knees. <laughs> but that this tastes like my grandmother's attic. Yeah, this is this was you know like that. That is one arm of this. And then, yeah, man, you know the most infamous of all these people is that so young woman from from korea she um there is this part of like well we don't know why she's doing this she's very enigmatic uh she doesn't she talks to the camera just almost like to freak out and to and to have very outrageous reactions of 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 squeamish noises all she she talks about oh it's 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 spicy straight it's straight out of porn it's not it's it's not sound of these oh my god look how big his penis is like Maybe I'm perverted, but it really strikes me as like dementedly porny. The, the thing that I mean, her her biggest video, the one that's been demonetized, is where she she I, look. I know people eat lobster, and there's been some discussion about well, what's the proper way to prepare lobsters so that it it evades animal uh, cruelty? And it's like, well, this woman dives right in. There's a different relationship with food. She took these um, small reef squid. Uh, you know, they're they're about I'd say half a foot, a foot long. And they're alive, and then she, she, you know, chops them up with a knife and then eats the still-moving pieces. And they're squirming as she pours the soy sauce. In. Yeah, and it's like it's it, there, there's a line between what is humane and what isn't. And it's like, I, I, I'm not an expert in this, but it's like it appears that these are animals in distress. And, you know, you're you're watching. It's, it seems like it seems sybaritic. It seems 
uh, louche. It seems almost like a pasha, you know, uh, uh, eating, mm-hmm. you know, bring me ex- foods, exotic foods that are still living. I want the monkey brains from um, uh, Temple yeah. of Doom or whatever these made up things you have, except in her case, it's, it's real. And I'm like, look, I'm sure I'm not trying to exoticize uh, a Korean cuisine. I'm sure that these things are much more common, but they, they, I think they have this this squeamish, grotesquery feeling if you're a Westerner watching these things. And but watching the, the thing squirm for our entertainment with a woman reacting to it in maybe not pornographic, maybe that's just my demented mind. Well, there's but in a entertaining way yeah, yeah. is is I'm sorry, I don't I don't think that's shaming a foreign cuisine to say this thing's a little demented. <laughs> 오늘은 개불과 오징어를 먹어볼 거예요. 구독, 좋아요 눌러주세요. 오, 오징어를 다 올라가네. 아아아아아아아아아아아아아아아아아아아아아아아아아아아아아아아아아아아아아아아아아아아아아아아아아아아아아아아아아아아아아아아아아아아아아아아아아아아아아아아아아아아아아아아아아아아아아아아아아아아아
I mean, yeah. Well, I, I mean, you know, whether it's Karen Finley smearing herself with honey or, or yeah, M- yeah, Marina Abramovich doing these things. Uh, yeah, Marina Abramovich sitting there and staring at you for an hour as she stuffs a squid I mean, in her face. No, I, I get you, I but I mean, I there's, I think we're still the rule. There's everything is still written in pencil. Nothing is written in black ink yet. So I mean, I it's 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 quite possibly this is just new forms of visual enter- entertainment that are tapping into unforeseen uh, unacknowledged needs we just can't describe them maybe that's as, as, as much as i can lock down on it right now well we we've described this a lot and i hinted at it before and i feel like this is the thing we alight upon every time we talk about a social media person is the and when i explained this to my mom a couple hours ago she said that's sad i'm like yep is that it's replacing friends it's yeah. all these stunts would be hilarious if you're sitting around with your friends doing it I mean, even at my age, it would be pretty funny to eat five bowls of Fruity Pebbles. When I was a teenager, it would have been fucking awesome. You can't believe what Matt did last week. He had five boxes of uh, Fruity Pebbles. That is so much cereal and milk. and That's so much. The quantity is sickening. And then he puked. And then he was sitting on the toilet for a day and a half. You know, whatever. So it's, you know, every video. Hi, guys. It's me again. You know, the, the, the unprofessional aspect is not... It's a feature, not a book. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right? Exactly. Yes, precisely. So you could say that's sad. It's replacing friends. Yeah, I think it is sad. I mean, look, it, it's that is halfway down to YouTube videos replacing, you know, scholars and medical professionals, which is why our country is, Sorry, yeah. you know, fucking mess right now. Uh, so there's it's, that. That's a good point. That's a good point. There, there's, there's some of these people are, like I say, I give some of them credit. They're mildly amusing. I think Nick Cicado, is sad but entertaining, and he's got some charm. Uh, Matt Stoney as well. What did I think about it? I, the list of people I looked at. Nick Acavo, Nick Acavo was sad but charming. Honey Bee, I don't know. As so young is, you know, with the sounds and the sexiness and the creepiness, she's got a mastery of that. Ellie Beast was pretty bad. Mommy Tang was the worst. Just bad. Just awful. Uh, Eric the Electric, I actually thought was all right, and Wendy's Eating Show, I thought was pretty bad. But I'm not the target audience. Um, then there's the ASMR element, which if you go back to the episode, I don't get it because I don't feel that feeling. Yeah. But if people feel it from Honey Bee or S. So Young or whatever. And then I think there's one thing that's quote unquote charming about this that I find more disturbing. But a quick glance at the YouTube comments made me feel like maybe I'm, I'm overstating it. Is the freak show laughing at the fat people all um, Nick Ocado, you know, I think people are like, yeah, look at him. He sucks. Look at that fat woman. She sucks. I'm better than him. You know, the reason people watch TV shows like my 600 pound life or whatever is the freak show element, right? Looking down on people who are worse off than you. I've had it up to here and I'm going to cook and going to eat this and we're going to redo this because guess what? It got 5 million views and I actually need views. I need money. I need attention. I need lots of attention so people can like me. Noah, tell me, would you have liked food as a kid? No, that's not true. Would you have liked the- I barely did. Would you I have liked the did. gorging, watching people mainline food and watching on YouTube? Would you have liked it as a kid? I don't think so. Um, but maybe, you know, certain periods of my childhood I was very lonely so I would have sought out maybe social media stars to quote unquote be my friends, as sad as that is. But I was never into food. I'm still not into food. I was actually, again, talking about this with my mom last night, was, you know, my family, I don't want to say they're foodies, but they're definitely, I'm, I'm the outlier and then I'm not into food. My nephews are young foodies. They're learning to cook. They like different stuff. My parents definitely appreciate fine dining. My sister to an extent. 
I'm just like, you know what? One of the privileges of being an adult is no one's forcing me to eat anything for the most part. I eat what I like. I mean, I don't eat exceptionally well, but eat better than some than most people, I think. You know, and I eat tuna fish sandwiches for dinner three nights a week, you know? I mean, I also eat vegetables, so who cares? It's my privilege, right? Uh, so I was never really into food. Um, and I never, you know, for me, it was always as a kid, like, wanting to be famous. And so I think any social media star I would have been into, there would have been some coveting, like, I'm going to try that. But I never would have tried this because... I couldn't, I wasn't an eater, you know, I, oh, I got everything in the McDonald's menu. I'd be like three chicken nuggets in and I'd be done, you know? Well, I, I, I do like food. I'm, I'm a big eater. I'm a various yeah, eater. I, I, I like having a semi-venturous palate. There's only two things in the world yes. I, I won't eat. I just won't eat fish and I won't eat celery. That's pretty much it. Not that that's... I'm with you on celery. Celery sucks. Fish is a big topic, but uh, yeah, it's off the table. Fish is great. Celery sucks. You're wrong you know, about fish. For, this, for the You're same right reason, I did watch cooking shows on and off as a kid uh, when I would see some of them PBS shows come on. If you remember, Noah, you know, cooking shows are ubiquitous now, but when we were younger, like in like 88... You had to watch that that uh, that weird guy Jeff Smith. It was like an old pastor who's since uh, fell out of favor because he was like diddling boys or something like that. Was he the the galloping gourmet? No, that's galloping gourmet was Graham somebody other. And then there was Jacques Pepin who was uh, the French dude. Right. Julia Child was another one. There was a there was a Chinese. Julia Child. Julia Child studied under Jacques Pepin or something. Yes. The, uh, Jeff Smith was the frugal gourmet. Frugal gourmet. Yeah. And there was Martin Yan who did Yan Can Cook. There was it was a limited field of those shows. And yeah, I, wa- I watched them because I had this interest in food, you know, like it's especially it was a curiosity of food that I could not get access to in my suburb. You know, they, they my mother was not a very adventurous cook. She made, you know, the foods, if it wasn't white or beige, it didn't enter the table. That was just the end of it. So uh, it's like I got to see things that I wondered. Again, it was that like, what is this? What is it like to eat that? You know, I, I live vicariously through watching another person plow through spicy noodles or shrimp in this case. Um, you know, I, I so I can understand a, a, a vista, watching, looking at a vista, uh, of, of what sense might be like, the sense of taste, you know, things that I would never get to see. Uh, and your parents never took you to nice restaurants or anything. The, well, there weren't nice restaurants and they were, you know, distinctly uh, uh, sort of a, what would you call it, a flavoral? It just wasn't interesting. <laughs> Garlic, anything red, it, those things yeah, were... Anything yeah, anything red. Those were not, that's, it, anything red or black was not going to enter into it. Ah. <sighs> oh. Is uh, is uh, the existence, the success, or even the existence of mukbang videos? Uh, is that single video of uh, of S so young sucking on squid parts and marveling at their floppiness? Is any of that? God, I'm 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 going to hell for everything I've said about that video today. Is any of that a sign of the apocalypse? Uh, I'm, I'm, you know, it, you talk about the Chuthulu nature of a tentacle monster. There is definitely something <laughs> Lovecraftian about all this too. If you guys yeah, see, see the video, yes. I mean, well, it, Rule Thirty Four. I'm sure there's Lovecraft porn out there. I don't know because we've already litigated. Uh, we've already litigated the idea of having friends on YouTube that you know, ever, hey gang, hey guys, welcome to my channel. I'm doing this thing again. Talking to someone, talking to the screen, the camera with this familiarity that neither of us could ever do. Um, we've already litigated that, but it's like the last couple of weeks have definitely taken a laissez-faire approach to the apocalypse topic. But I mean, I, I thinking that no, they, they couldn't possibly. Our last few subjects were pretty light stuff. But I mean, this this is weird again. This is one of those things where it's like um, 
you know the poke thing i said the problem with poke is that it was it was making a run on tuna and and, and the ocean could barely afford that again and it's like you could you know there's enough going on where you don't need to deplete another thing from the fishery but i mean clicks and social media cachet are in fact compelling we've, we've made you know a clear argument here they're compelling young people to waste food and 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 to damage their bodies and minds uh with the ravages of, of gluttonous eating um for the purpose of uh again that cachet you know the the idea it's approbate it's it's approbational eating uh, of all the weird things to get up to get an attaboy for uh, I, I know it's not, not that this has never happened before because it's like plenty of kids grew up in households where their their grandparents, their parents would ply them with food instead of love. It, it's an old, old transaction. It's gone on forever. Um, so but this is like, how do you make how do you weaponize that into like free base of food for love, except you're applying the food to yourself. But everyone is giving you the love in, in terms of clicks, in terms of likes, thumbs yeah. up, subscribes, yeah. you know, uh, social media money. Yeah. Uh well, I don't know. I, I, I think you're right, mostly. I think you overstate. I mean, you seem to be implying that watching this is going to encourage kids to eat like this. I think that's a very small number of people. I mean, it's certainly bad for the people actually making the videos, but I would bet that the vast majority of people who watch these videos, who like, who subscribe, whatever... I would bet the vast majority of them don't emulate these videos. Well, don't but one Nikocado was a tragedy. Seven boxes you know? of, of, of... Okay, you know what? Yes, he's a pretty tragic figure, but I mean, he's so self-loathed, you can tell. Oh, he's a pretty it's tragic so, figure. It's but so like, sad. It's so sad. Come on. It's, he's an adult. He can make his own decisions. Uh, I, I, of all the things to cry about, I'm not going to cry about that. Uh, you, you used a word earlier, specifically referring to that S So Young Squid video, which is sybaritic, which I think is a good word. And, um, you know, basically like reveling in, in hedonism. You know, because fuck it, I'm going to eat whatever. I'm going to, I'm going to have this this gluttonous, verging on sexual experience. And we're at a very frightening point in our country and our world's history. And you know, the bread and circuses thing. And I think it's very tempting, and not necessarily a bad thing, a hundred percent bad thing, not necessarily, to engage in sybaritic behavior because fuck it, we're all going to die, kind of thing. Um, you know, I mean, what's the point of life anyway, you could argue. Um, and we need to compartmentalize. So this strikes me as a particularly potent kind of negative way to revel in bodily or, or, or hedonistic pleasures. This nexus of food, love, maybe sex, entertainment. Sensuality. Yeah, it, but but taking the food to a point, and, and I think Nikocado is a great example, taking the food to a point where it isn't pleasurable anymore. Um, where it's just, I'm shoving this in my face to shove it in my face. I mean, there's a lot of overlap here. If, if we're not talking about competitive eating, if we were talking about competitive eating, and, and a lot of things I find wrong with it. Um, it, it, it it's, it's just basically consuming to consume. Yeah, and, and, and you're if you watch some of these Nikocado like videos, you, right? It's almost like mortification. Right. You're watching this guy do. You get 30 minutes into this Nikocado video, and he's just like crying with like cake all over his face. I mean, it's <laughs> you really feel like you know I'm I'm in the shower crying after you know the the after the the, the sexual experience I, I I regret or whatever. Um, it really makes me feel like this is might literally be a sign of the end of humanity because we're just 
you know, and this is why I think Americans have in general a problem with food and why poor people have more of a problem with food because life is depressing. And when you're depressed, you eat because it is, it is an available drug. It's an available, and you just shove the food in your face, not even, oh, blah, blah. Mm. Anyways, y'all. Noah, let's discuss jealousy. I would like to hear if you think there's any <laughs> form of jealousy for someone piling squid parts in their head. I, I mean, I'm jealous that these people are, a lot of these people seem to have negligible amounts of talent and they're famous. I would never, you know, of all the ways I've pursued of getting attention, this would never, ever, ever have been on my list for all the reasons I said. I'm just, I'm so not a food person. I don't have a, a large appetite. Uh, but, you know, like everyone who's famous and jealous because they're more famous than me and, of course, more so of these people because I think most of them are less talented than me. So you, you bet I'm jealous. I'm also jealous of people who lived in a time where it didn't seem the collapse of humanity was imminent. But... Fair enough. So it's another one, yeah. I, I have to, I do have to concede some jealousy here, not for the usual really? reasons, but yeah, you know, I, I right. think of myself, I, I am a gourmand. I like food. I like a lot of it. I like, I like whiskey. I like yep. the sensual nature of taste. You know, there's just something, the feeling of being satiated, the feeling of being fed. Uh, that is one of my favorite things in the world. I derive so much enjoyment from food, to, much so to the point that when I turned, I'd say 25 or so, I had to lose 50 pounds to stay in health because of bad eating habits I had from when I was a, a younger person. Right. So Yeah, you were a much bigger guy. Yeah, uh, I was. When, when I met you, yeah, I mean, I've seen photos of you as uh, before I met you. No, but you even were, after that, it was like 2000, 2002, 2003 after we yeah, met. You, yeah. yeah, yeah. I feel like it's gradual that I, I it's easy for me to overlook. But yeah, was, you were a bigger dude when I met you. It was you, a yeah. year of transformation, yeah. But I, as I said, that's what I'm saying. I have, to, I have to admit that when I see someone sitting in front of a uh, uh, you know, a ginormous bowl of noodles, right? Uh, carby, carby noodles soaked in some sort of gooey sauce. Uh, you know, the desire for those carbohydrates, though. I mean, there is something sometimes that really makes me wish. Obviously, what I want is to, I don't want to blow up and explode. I don't want to kill my liver. I don't want to mortify myself the way this guy, um, Nick Akato, is doing. But it's like, I could see that's like, yeah, I want enough. Uh, fettuccine alfredo in front of me that i could walk away from the table wobbling not for anyone's enjoyment but my own and it's just like it's it's a, it's a chemical trigger of seeing all that food it's like boy a lot of that stuff would be really satiating be really satisfying so some i mean i don't want to eat the squid parts i don't want to drink the fucking uh ghostbusters uh, uh high c i don't want to you know <laughs> the weirder stuff the five the five fruity pebbles not as much i could do a couple of bowls of fruity pebbles um, so, but I, again, I think it's, if, if you're asking me like what I get out of it or what I would be jealous about is the idea that it's like, well, for a moment, they're, they're, they, for a moment, they're engaged with food that I would like a piece of, uh, but it's just, it's all too much. It's just over the fucking top. There's just no way the quantity, the spectacle, all that stuff is a, is a fucking farce. It's a sideshow. So that, that's, you know, it absolutely loses me at that point. All right, buddy. Tell me yes. on the on the X Y Z scale of of awful yeah. weird uh, uh, yeah. Rabelaisian things we've talked about in the show. Where does this yeah. fall on our uh, on our on our scale? Well, it is pretty low, but as I said, it's not as low as some other things. So let's get to the the, the absolute zero bottom. Um, I mean, I used to you know what what do we usually say Ryan's world, David Dobrik, but I, I still maintain that 
the worst thing we've looked at is reface because I think uh, deep fakes are an existential problem for humanity. Um, so, so let's say reface. I, I figured reface minus, so really higher up, closer to yeah, zero, right, 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 something yeah. that is bad but not that bad, minorly bad. So the first thing that came to mind was Orbeez, right? <laughs> yeah, I don't Orbeez. know. Are Orbeez bad? Uh, or maybe Squishies. Let's say Squishies. Oh, squishies let's say yeah. Squishies. Squishies, yeah, squishies are worse squishies. than Orbeez. Yes. <laughs> squishies. They give me a stomachache just Fucking smelling Squishies. Them. Fucking Squishies. Fucking and you know, squishies. I borrowed the Squishies from my niece. She wasn't home. I just took the big bag of Squishies from her room. And, you know, I told, where, my, where I told my sister. And then like six months later, whatever happened to my Squishies? Oh, yeah, Unky has them. Okay. Um, so reface minus squishies. So, you know, not as bad as a reface, but still pretty low down. I was thinking, um, I got two things I would, I would twin here and I, you know, no, uh, in the late eighties, they sold this transformer that you could put another transformer into its head. And so it's like, it was a combiner of two different transformers. One formed yes, the head and it was the regular body. Yeah, they're that, more than you, meets the eye, my friend. Really more than meets You never know what you're going to get with them. But it's like if you could somehow cross Fireball Whiskey, right, but then plug in James Charles as the head of Fireball <laughs> Whiskey, you have this intersection <laughs> of, of, you know, useless per performative stunts, bland social media, you know, talking to, to, to the cameras, but also a, a an actual substance that's disgusting. Little of it is too much. With potential harmful side effects, and it tastes terrible. So I, I would give you a Transformer Devastator combiner of uh, James Charles and, and, and Fireball. That's what it was called, Devastator? Devastator? No, Devastator was the he was the dump trucks all came together, and they formed a giant robot. But I'm thinking those are Headmaster Transformers. Wasn't that Voltron? Guys, wasn't that... Voltron was... That okay, Vol Voltron's something similar. We could go for a Vol Although Voltron had five lions. This is... I just wanted to put together two right. things to form. All right, uh, let's get out of here. My stomach is full. I've had all the podcasting. I'm going to go... I'm going to go gag over a toilet for a half hour after we've done all this. So you can find past episodes of this show on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Google Play, and Stitcher. You can tweet to us at Show. You can write to us, it at gmail.com. Go on a podcast aggregator of your choice and give us a review. That's how more people Please. can find us. Please. I am on Twitter, uh, at William Scurry. I am on YouTube eating gigantic blasts of carb fettuccine alfredo. Uh, smooshing together everything in the KFC menu into one bucket and sort of eating a slurry of chicken bones and, and pieces of corn. <laughs> That's on youtube.com slash amcaesar. And, and Noah, where will you be performatively uh, consuming? Uh, uh, I'm all about the big quiz thing. Bigquizthing.com. We do the finest in live trivia events for corporate live, whether virtual or in person. <laughs> live uh, for corporate and private events. Uh, we're, you know, we're creeping back to in person, but it's tough, folks. It's tough. Uh, but we're all vaccinated, which is nice. Uh, so learn more at BigQuizThing.com. Join our mailing list. Follow us on social media. We have a new website. We're very proud of it. BigQuizThing.com. Check it out. Uh, and inquire today about your customized live trivia spectacular. So uh, an announcement here. A bit of a little announcement. Uh, we are skipping next week. Uh, we're skipping two weeks. When are you traveling? So? Not until September. So, yeah. Okay. So we're skipping one week. I will be back in the... You know, our old hometown. We're both ex expats from New York, New York. City's so nice, they named it once. Um, so I will be traveling on the road, and we'll be skipping next week, but we will be back at the end of all. Yes, just so you guys know. Uh, so, just but so you know. Until, until such a time uh, as you hear her voices again, we, we don't, don't get, get it. it. A production of American Caesar Enterprises 2021.